Welcome to For the Health of It with Dr. Jenny Brooke. You're listening to raw talk about full potential living to inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. Okay, I kind of have a confession, Kristen. Okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of like a personality test junkie. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Emily Aborn, she'll be like, yes! <laughs> yes! She likes them too. Nice. Okay, so here's the thing. I, it, the title of this is Who Are You? Right? So using personality tests to be your authentic self and to let others be who they are. The reason I enjoy personality tests, not even so much about me, but knowing what other people find out from the tests is I've really enjoyed this idea as time goes on of letting people be who they are and celebrating Mm. the differences and understanding that there's balance in the world and we don't all want to be alike with the same skill sets and strengths, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I really like it. And when you understand why you're a certain way, then you can feel better just letting yourself be who you are, right? And you can, I think when you're really living your true self, you can be inspired and you're relaxed, oh, yes. like less anxious. Yes, confident. for sure. Yes. Yeah. So I've been talking here to Kristen. She is our co-host again. And just to remind you who Kristen is, she's in the office. You'll see her helping with um, all the exams and the x-rays. And um, as you know, you can also hire her through her company, company Alignment Vitality. Um, she's a certified holistic nutritional health coach, and she has her um, degree through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And she basically works with patients to offer guidance, support, and accountability in all areas of holistic health. So her past history as a veterinary technician and having a company where she did professional dog walking, dog sitting, you can just imagine just what a love she is. And she, Aww. yes, is the mother to the the two poodles who can be seen in the office at times, Phineas and Ferb, who are just, you know, the sweetest little things. Thank you. And some of you may have noticed them on social media because they're really fun to post about. (laughs) They're funny. Little bow ties on today. Yes. It's their little work uniform they have to put on to go (laughs) greet the patients. Don't they get really mad if you don't let them come? Oh, yeah. They absolutely love coming to the office. Yeah. Sometimes they're just looking out the window, looking for squirrels. Other times they're just sleeping on my favorite chair. (laughs) Yeah. They're just there. Um, But you know, you think about this, you know, dogs, just who they are, you know, and they all have different personalities. Ah. And we're like, why isn't Phineas more like Ferb? No, they just, they're who they are. And we love them for their differences, right? (laughs) Yes. So this whole idea of knowing yourself, you know, when we understand how we're inherently different, we can let others be who they are. So if this is to me something to have fun with. It's not something I live my life by. Yeah. You know, a test is not going to define who I am, but it is interesting the insight that I can get. So we're going to talk about different tests, for example, the Enneagram, Clifton Strength Finders, Myers Briggs, and maybe some other ones you haven't heard of. And I'm going to just let you know what what they can offer. Um, I'm not like a rep. I don't have any you know value in, in in promoting something. I just have found that there's there's a lot of interest of how they've helped me in my relationships. They've helped me with my team, mm. sometimes even patients, um, and also to know myself. So oh, yeah. okay, so as a kid. Um, for those of you who are listening, who maybe have known me a long time as a kid, I knew that I liked to tell people what to do. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like I was the kid who like had everyone over and we had like Barbie land and there was like the Barbie doll dream house and the Barbie camper. And I was the one who was like telling everybody what activities we're going to do today and uh-huh. what, you know, there's all the things. Are... And then as a teen, I was a coach. I coached gymnastics and pretty much from the age 16, I had like three jobs. Like I was just mm-hmm. always working. It's just, I had the capacity. I enjoyed it. I wanted to stay busy. And I also liked having attention. So if I had a chance to be on stage, there I was. Yeah. I was the one who got up in front of the room and said, Hey everybody, just a minute. You know? Yeah. That was just me. As a young professional, I found ways through public speaking, through obviously this podcast to not only have that aspect of me there, but I also have always been busy. There's just always something I'm trying to do. Always something I want to create. Um, some people might at least, especially when I was younger, would call me bossy, mm-hmm. right. Or think I'm just too much or maybe it'd be better if I wasn't just quite as direct, or maybe she could be a little more sensitive. That would be nice. Does she really need to be in the spotlight all the time? So, you know, that's what happens, right? We learn our strengths, but then we also sometimes wish we weren't that way. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so the very, one of the first ones I ever did um, test was called the Enneagram. So for those of you listening, the it's Enneagram is E-N-N-E-A. G-R-A-M. And there's an app that I really like. It's called the Enya app. And, you know, we're going to put all of these links in the podcast notes so you can look there. But basically, it's a questionnaire. It's called the Rizzo Hudson Enneagram Type Indicator or Ready um, questionnaire that when you take it properly, you'll identify your basic personality type. So there's nine types, right? So it's nine distinct personality types. Each number denotes a different type. And it's common, you know, you're going to find a little bit of yourself in all nine types, right? And oftentimes one's going to really stand out. Mm. And that's your basic personality type. And then you can have what's called a wing. So I'm an Enneagram three with a two wing. And they say that, you know, everyone emerges from childhood with one of the nine types that dominates you. We have this inborn temperament, like we just come out that way, right? Other prenatal factors, and we're born with a dominant type. So my type is a type three, which get this, the achiever performer. (laughs) (laughs) That's appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And maybe the downside of this achiever performer is, you know, we tend to believe that love and approval will be the reward of performance mm. and achievement and success, <laughs> right? So one thing I've learned is the value that I still have value when I do nothing, right? And it's certainly something I've gotten better at as I've gotten older. And it's for me, it's very, very important that I have trusted people around me to allow me to be vulnerable because mm. I can't show vulnerability unless I really trust someone. Yeah. Now I'm a two wing, which two is a helper. My husband, Corey, is actually a two. So he is, he is, he's a full two, which is this helper type. And they're just the one who's always there to help out. Like they just want to make sure everyone's doing okay. Like you need somebody, they're there. And of course, the thing they have to be careful of is making sure that they're taking the time and awareness to also take care of themselves. Mm, yep. And knowing this, that I also can have a tendency for it. I'm super aware of it with Corey. And, you know, when he says, oh, I just, I just don't, I can't get it all done. I just, da, 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 da. 
It's easy for me to say, hey, you know what? One, I'm going to go have lunch with my girlfriend. Um, just take this whole like Saturday morning and afternoon to yourself and get your stuff done. And he'll look at me like, I love you so much because <laughs> yes. I understand it. Like if sure. he finally expresses that he needs time to not help people and do his own thing, he really means it. Yeah. And he'll as soon as he has that little time alone, he'll bounce back and all he wants to do is, is help out. Nice. Isn't that neat? <laughs> that is. So Kristen, do you know your Enneagram? Actually, I do. So this was one I hadn't, I wasn't too familiar with, but I did recently take the test and I am number nine, which is the peacemaker. I love nines. Nines are wonderful. My son Max is a nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are. They're peacemakers. Yes. You just want everyone to be okay. Yes. And I've, that's definitely how I've been my entire life. You know, what's interesting about peacemakers is if you don't have enough purpose in your life, um, the risk there is you can become a little more complacent or lazy. Mm. And I don't see that in you because you are very purpose driven. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes. Especially now that I feel like I am fully embracing my purpose at this moment too. So, Yeah. Interesting. And you know, and we're all just different. And yeah. so when you when you understand someone's bent, right, mm-hmm. it, it just becomes fun. And it's a way that you can celebrate differences and support people. Definitely. So this is a free quiz, by the way, you don't have yes. to spend any money to take it. It's just kind of interesting. Like there's books that talk about like, how are a type three and type two in a relationship together? How mm-hmm. is a type nine in a workplace with a six boss? Like it, it can it can really be interesting. Um, if you're a healthy six, what traits do you have? You go towards this if you're unhealthy. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really interesting. Okay. So let's go on. Number two is called Clifton Strength Finders. They recently changed, I think, to Gallup Strength Finders or Gallup Clifton Strength Finders. It was invented by a man named Don Clifton and it's called the Clifton Strengths Assessment and it uncovers your unique rank order of 34 themes. So basically there are 34 traits And it tells you what your strongest ones are. So for example, the free tests, you'll learn your top five. And basically of all these different attributes, it's what are you strongest in? So um, the themes are what they call your talent DNA. So they explain the ways that you most naturally think, feel, and behave. So you'll use them to know maybe how to relate to other people. If you're a boss, how to delegate for someone's strengths, um, how to maximize somebody else's strengths and celebrate it. So you can take, there's different places to take the free basic test or you can pay, it's me, I think like, I want to say $25, I don't remember, to take the in-depth. My strengths were competition, (laughs) achiever, input, learner, and relater. So competition is basically how I measure myself against others and against myself. Achiever is I I naturally work hard. I have great stamina. I have a lot of satisfaction and being busy and productive. Mm -hmm. Um, Input, it means I like to collect information and ideas, which is so true. Learner, I like to learn. And then relater, I have a deep satisfaction and close relationships. The sixth one actually is focus, which is also very, very true. I am a terrible multitasker. (laughs) It is not my skill. I can do it if I have to, but I do not like it. I am focused. Um, My husband and my son both have their number one strength is what's called ideation, which means they are fascinated by ideas. Oh. So Corey, all the time, he'll be like, oh, so, you know, what we could do in the backyard is we could, and he tells me this idea, and it could have nothing rooted in reality. Like, really, we're going to take out our pool so we can put Mm. in that, like, it just doesn't even make sense. But he loves ideas, (laughs) right? And same thing with my son, Max. Like, we could get into the deepest thought, the most interesting idea ideas. They don't always have practicality. Sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. So for me as competition achiever, I'm always (laughs) like, hold on, 
their strength is ideas. Just slow down. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to make sense right away. <laughs> sure. Just listen. And I actually find a lot of pleasure in listening to these different ideas. So interesting. You don't know your, your strengths, do you? I do not know this Let's one, make no. sure you do that this week. Yes, that would be great. I, I have some ideas of what I think you might be. Okay. And it's really cool in the workplace because you can when you figure out, we call it the differentiation of duties, like Mm -hmm. who would be good at doing what, um, why not let people focus on their strengths? Why make someone do a task that's just not who they are, Mm -hmm. right? Or like me, I find that if you put a little competition in it, oh, I am so much more (laughs) on it. ready. (laughs) Oh, I am (laughs) ready. Even if it's the competition with myself, because I just am motivated in Mm -hmm. that way. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is the five love languages. So this goes back to um, a man named Gary Chapman. He's a well-known marriage counselor, director of marriage seminars. The premise, it comes from a book, and it's quite simple. Different people with different personalities give and receive love in different ways. So it helps you learn how to recognize how someone might prefer to receive love, and you can recognize it in yourself and of others, and you can identify the root of conflicts because, you know, when you want to connect more profoundly and truly begin to grow closer, these conflicts have to do oftentimes with you're just speaking a little different language, mm-hmm. right? So it's a free quiz. The five love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time. So we all have all of them, right? It's not like I don't like gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, I love a good gift. It's acts of service. Sure, I love to like come home and my house is clean. You know, quality time. Oh, you want to spend the day with... We all love all the things, right? I love it. Words of affirmations. I love it. Um, But for me, at my core, I really feel loved when I have physical touch. Mm -hmm. So for example, Corey knows... I really like, I like to come home to a clean kitchen, period. It just makes me feel good. He also knows that um, if he kind of just stops what he's doing and gives me a little time, you know, maybe not right when I get home, but sometime in the evening, that that matters to me, right? I want to have connection. Um, He knows that I love it when I say, hey, there you are. Yeah, wow, you look great today. Cute work outfit, or I missed you. He knows I love all of that, but he knows most especially, he could do all of those things. But if he stayed across the room and just talked to me, I will not feel as loved or connected Mm. than if he just walks right up to me and gives me a hug. Yeah. We actually call it the four minute rule. Um, Physical touch within the first four minutes. Because, you know, you got your stuff. You got to lay your stuff down. Maybe you have to go to the bathroom. Maybe you just (laughs) want to get out of your work clothes. But in the first four minutes, if there's a hug Mm -hmm. and not just like a pat on the bat hug, like just an embrace. He knows that the rest of my night is golden. That's awesome. Yeah, that's huge. And he's acts of service. So it's not that he doesn't love a hug or like a, hey, I'm so happy you're home. But if I've done something to make his day better, he feels so loved. Right. So it's just knowing. Do you know your language? I do, actually. And this one, it kind of just changed my life. It's a very simple thing. But I found out that mine is quality time is my number one. And then acts of service is kind of right behind that. Um, but just knowing that different people have different love languages, cause I would be doing something like, oh, I'm spending so much quality time with this person and it wouldn't feel reciprocated. I'm like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> right. Yes. But no, but that's not their primary love language. So just knowing that and understanding about, about people and being able to give that to them or vice versa is huge. Well, it makes sense for you because I know you're one of those people that when I'm with you, you really give me all of your attention. Yeah. So quality time for you, I imagine, means if we're going to sit at a cafe or go to dinner or sit down at the kitchen table, you don't want someone 
and looking at their phone Correct, or yeah. multitasking, glancing up at the, at the TV every two seconds, you, you know, for you just to, to look in your eyes yes. and give you attention. Being present with being that person present. for sure. Interesting. And whereas somebody else, maybe, you know, I like being with you as long as you're next to me, I don't really need you to give yeah. me all your focus, right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yes. So yeah, super easy uh, test to take. There's a link to the website where you can take the test. You know, they have the five love languages book for children. I actually just picked up that book the other day. It's really good. <laughs> nice. I, I actually read the book. My kids were like, I don't know, I want, I'm guessing like six and nine. And I went into my daughter's room. She had already gone into bed and I went in to read her a book. And I said, um, I, I want you to help me know how you feel the most loved. Can I give you some examples? And she's like, okay. <laughs> so I'm telling her like when I do this for you, if I leave a note in your lunchbox or if I give you a little wrap present or when you come home, I give you a hug or when you come by and I say to you, I love you. She's like, oh, it's when you tell me, mommy. I like it when you tell me. Aww. So, and it's true to this day, she's 19 and words of affirmation are, are important. Yeah. So my son clearly was in the next room in his bed. He's nine and he's overhearing this whole conversation. So I, I kiss her goodnight and I'm in the hallway about to go to his room and I hear, mom, you don't even have to come in. I heard you on Max of Service, clearly. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Which is very common for boys <laughs> yes. and men, but how funny is that? And I actually asked him recently, I said, do you still, it's he's like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. He's like, I don't care if you hug me. I don't care if you tell me you love me. Just like do something. Make me a shake in the morning. Make there me, you go. Hey, make he me knows. a smoothie and I feel so loved. Yes. So yes. to this day, he's 22 years old. If he, he, if he comes up to him, I'm like, you want a smoothie? <gasps> really? You got you? I'm like, I did. I got you some frozen Aww. pineapple. Yes. Like he's yeah. so happy. Like That's he, awesome. He just, he wants it's active service. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at number four. It is the Demartini values determination. So Demartini is a, a man. He's a speaker um, by trade. He's actually a chiropractor. He hasn't worked as a chiropractor for years. He's more mm. of a. Um, oh God, what do we even call him? He's amazing. He's one of the most incredible people you'll ever meet. He's a, a like a personality specialist, a life specialist, and. He has this um, page on his website. It's called the Demartini Values Determination. And I actually did it first in a, in a live seminar, but anybody can go online. There's some videos about how to do it. But this is right off his website. He said, most people live their lives trying to be somebody they're not, thinking that they're failing because they haven't recognized and honored who they truly are and where the form of their greatest genius and potential already exists. Mm -hmm. It exists in the area of your highest values what's most deeply meaningful to you. It's evident in all of your daily actions. So we call it your highest values or your top priorities. So the easiest way, and this, the whole exercise takes you through this, but basically understanding your values is just paying attention to what you think about the most, what you surround yourself the, with the most, what you spend the most money on, what mm -hmm. you get excited when you talk about what you want to do. So for some people, you know, some of their highest values may be their dogs. Mm -hmm. It may be their children. Um, it may be horses. It may be their work. Um, it may be poetry. It may be music. It could be a hobby. It could be family. It could be obviously work. It could be travel. You know, so if you just spend time thinking about what excites you and where, you know, you know what, what are the Facebook pages you follow? What are the Instagram mm -hmm. or TikTok pages you follow them? Is it fashion? Is it makeup? Is it, um, you know, anything, cooking, yeah. you know, wine? 
So it's just understanding what's important to you. And then when you know somebody else's highest values, you learn how you can best relate to them and mm-hmm. help them make better decisions. So for example, on, in a new patient intake form, we ask them about their hobbies, yeah. partially because we want to know what phys- physicality they're having. Like, oh, you, so you ride horses. Have you ever fallen off a horse? Right. <laughs> yes. But part of it too is I just want to know what excites you. Mm-hmm. Right. So Definitely. like I, I have a patient, he's in his fifties, but he just loves soccer. He plays in a soccer league. He watches soccer. He wears soccer clothing. Like he loves soccer. So relating to his values, I can say to him, you know, he's like, well, do you think I should get adjusted once a month or every other week or weekly? I'm like, well, how often is your soccer league? He's like, it's every Wednesday. I'm like, okay, so you're getting adjusted every Thursday right now. You get an adjustment right after you, your crazy soccer. So that's kind of a nice rhythm. I'm like, as long as you're playing soccer, maybe that makes sense just to keep you on top of your game. He's like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So thinking in our highest values. So this is free. It's just something that you do on paper. It helps you. And then the cool thing about it is once you've identified your values, you can really make your decisions off those values. Does spending my money in that way speak to my values? Mm. Does spending my time in that way speak to my values? Yeah. Um, and then if you want to connect with somebody else, especially a spouse, talk to them in their value system, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it seems so simple, but it's really, it's everything. Mm-hmm. If I talk to you and your values... There you yep, go. Yep. So I have a high value for togetherness and family. So something that may I could spend money on or time on that would give me togetherness and family. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. You know, Christmas, you know, all the kids are just like young adults now. They just want to have, they just want money. And so, okay, my highest value is togetherness and family. How can we increase our togetherness and family over the holidays? So I'm excited about the holidays. I'm, I, we have the best holiday ever. So we came up with the Christmas Olympics. Oh. Yeah. And we had eight categories, eight sports, basically. And everyone got dressed up and we had opening ceremonies. And it was things like Twister and Kahoot (laughs) and like putting a cookie on your forehead and trying to get it into your mouth without using your hands and opening up presents with with oven mitts. You know, it was just all funny things. Some of them were athletic. Some you had to use your brain. But I had the best Christmas ever, ever because we were also present. Yes. Right. It was all family. Nice. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we have some more to talk about. And it's really fun. So you're probably going to want to pause and get on one of those tests and start taking some tests. But make sure you finish because some of my favorite are still coming up. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you are in the Southern New Hampshire area, mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SEC for special podcast pricing. Call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SEC, go to sccvitality.com or call 673-5600. Learn about wellness chiropractic, massage therapy, the naturopathic doctor, red light therapy, and more. Now back to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. So we're back. We're talking about personality tests. And we started with the Enneagram and we went into um, what else do we do? Oh, Clifton Strength Finders and the Five Love Languages and D Martini. And we're going to go next to one that maybe a lot of people actually know about because a lot of companies use this, but it's called the Myers Briggs. 
You've you've done this one. I actually, have done this. Yes, one. I have yours written down. Yes, yeah. I, and actually, when we hire people, that's one of the first things that we do because mm-hmm. um, it just helps us understand you. So the purpose of the Myers Briggs Type Indicator or the MBTI personality inventory is to make the theory of psychological types that were described by C.G. Young understandable and useful in people's lives. So the essence of the theory is that much seemingly random variation in behavior is actually quite orderly and consistent. And that's due to basic differences in the way that individuals prefer to use their perception and their judgment. So it's, I believe, a free test for the basic one. You might be able to pay if you want to do something more in depth. Yeah, I I do believe the basic one is free. Okay, good. Um, So you learn if you are more extroversion or introversion. So if you prefer to focus on the outer world or your own inner world, you learn if you prefer to focus on basic information you take in, which is sensing, or if you prefer to interpret and add your own meaning, that's called intuition. With decisions, decision-making process, you prefer to first look at logic and consistency, which is thinking, or first look at the people and the special circumstances, which is feeling. And then in structure, if you're dealing with the outside world, do you prefer to get things decided, which is judging, or do you prefer to stay open to new information and options? That's called perceiving. So this extroversion and introversion, those are the letters E and I, sensing and intuition is S and N, thinking and feeling is T or F, and judging or perceiving is J or P. So you're given four letters to say your type. So I am an ESTJ. That means extroversion, sensing, thinking, judging. And guess what that one's called? The executive. Ah. <laughs> do you see a theme here? I do see a theme here. You, know, you can't <laughs> deny it, right? So according to their site, an executive is someone with the extroverted, observant, thinking, and judging personality traits. They possess great fortitude, emphatically following their own sensible judgment. They often serve as a stabilizing force among others. They're able to offer solid direction amid adversity. Good order is the foundation of all things. <laughs> so me. I just want order in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do you remember how I said previously that Corey was a number two in Enneagram, which yes. is the helper? Yes. He's an ESFJ. It's only one letter off the mind, but that one is known as the caregiver. Aw. Yeah. So there's 16 different personality types. Right. So there's mm-hmm. not, you know, unlimited. There's 16. Yeah. So people with his personality type, the ESFJ, they tend to be outgoing, loyal, organized and tender hearted. They gain energy from interacting with other people. Doesn't that sound like a good co- combination for me? It does. I know. So Kristen, I have yours written down here. Okay. You're called the protagonist. Hmm. These warm, forthright types love helping others, and they tend to have strong ideas and values. They back their perspective with the creative energy to achieve their goals. ENFJs feel called to serve a greater purpose in life. Okay, yes. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yes. And this is just reading like the the basic thing of each person. Like this goes really into depth. Yes, it does. Yeah. In fact, again, it talks about, well, what if an ENFJ is in a relationship with an ESTJ or a boss or a different, so it really helps you understand how how do you deal with an employer, how do you um, help a friend, or how are you in a relationship with the different different letters. And the bottom line is we're all different, and we need to be different to have balance. If we had all ESTJs at SCC... It would not be good, no. <laughs> right? And which is funny because um, I tend to hire the same person. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. There's, there's not a lot of different variations I tend to hire. In yeah. fact, when I've gone outside of that, um, for example, Dr. Lou, mm-hmm. um, what I love is it forces me to stretch to know how to best talk to that person or heard about, you know, yeah. and he's just a different personality, which is great. Yes. You know, so it's, it's nice that we're not all the same for sure, you know, yeah. but it's very interesting. Okay. So the next one, um, is something that really changed my life. Um, gosh, I'm guessing it was at least 15 years ago. It's called human design. So I'm going to read right from their website so you can hear what they say about it. Human design is a system that describes accurately who you are and helps you navigate in this life as yourself. It helps you with the use of simple tools to realign yourself into your true nature. It helps you to deal with life in a relaxed way and eventually become more aware. Human design system is a synthesis of ancient observational systems of astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu Brahmin chakras, the Judaic Kabbalah, and the contemporary sciences of quantum mechanics astronomy, genetics, and biochemistry. It is not a belief system. It is a logical empirical system that you can experiment for yourself and see whether it works for you or not. Eventually, it will help you live as yourself and see your uniqueness revealed. So now we're getting to well, a little more interesting, right? Yes. So some people may be like, well, I can do that Myers, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to do some astrology thing. Um, but again, um, when you do it for fun, mm-hmm. when you do it in an open-minded way, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. So, you know, if it makes sense for you, but human design can help you make decisions as yourself. It's very interesting. Mm. Um, I remember my husband was like, I'm not really interested in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to do your chart. So you put you, you this one, you have to put in information. You put in birth date, birthplace, birth time, and you get a free chart. Um, that's the link I said. And, it, you know, you kind of need help interpreting it or you'd have to at least spend some time researching what it all means because it's quite in depth mm-hmm. or, you know, there's people that you can, you can hire that will help you yeah. understand it. At the time I had a good friend who um, did this for a living. So she really had helped me with hers, but I, I kind of knew enough to interpret a lot of his charts. So I said, Hey, can I just tell you some things that they, that it says? And I told him maybe five, 10 minutes worth of something. And he didn't say a word. And then <laughs> at the end he said, I feel like you told me things about myself I've never told anybody. Oh. I'm like, really? He's like, I don't need to know anymore. But, <laughs> like, but, but it's true. Like, it's very interesting. So for example, I'm what's called a manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. 80% of people are generators, less are manifesting generators. And listen to this, manifesting generators can work hard and make things happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but the key is to get clear on what you want and you have to slow down to listen. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to the swirling dervish. I can go, mm-hmm. go, 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 go. But if I slow down enough to really think first, I can really make things happen. Mm -hmm. I can really manifest. So instead of being a rat on a treadmill, I have this really interesting capacity if I counter the the movement Mm -hmm. with the thought. Um, I can make things happen that maybe somebody else would struggle with. Mm. Um, The other thing about me is I have what's called, there's gates and channels and all these different things. But my joy, I'm naturally very joyful. It can get zapped disproportionately if if I think someone's criticizing me. So I have to be careful about that because it'd be easy to get feel criticized even if you're not, right? Sure, yeah. So I have to make sure I'm not o- too overly sensitive because literally my joy will just be zapped and mm. I, I can't get back out of it easily. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, I do better when I'm surrounded by others. So that's just a little piece of it. But um, my daughter, for example, is what's called a projector. And I remember I was meeting with the the person who was um, explaining the chart. And she said, you know, a projector really needs to be alone to to revive, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to be, but like they need a lone space. And at the time she was only like two and she was still sleeping in our room. And I remember saying to her, would you like to sleep in your own bed? And she was like, yes, we put her in her own bed. She slept through the night. She was so much happier. Oh, wow. And here I am thinking I'm doing the best thing for my child. And, sure. and she is that way. I have to let her retreat and recharge on her own. And mm-hmm. she is so happy. It's different than me. So I didn't know that. Right. I, I thought, you know, yeah. and I don't take it personally. Yes. Yeah. And so. that, that's what's helpful with these too, just knowing those things, kind of like back what I was saying with the love languages, just knowing what that person needs, how it works for them may be different than yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not and not to be offended exactly. or not to think, because I think we just naturally want to resist something that's not like us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and right. then that goes back to not letting people be who they are. Yes. Yes. Right. So if anything, if these fun little things help you just accept people for who they are, it's it's very interesting. So I think one is that you can feel validated. And secondly, we realize we're different from others and we can stop resisting who we really are or and we can let people be who they are. And then if we're going to go even a little further in that direction, something that's been around forever that people dabble with and it's just fun is just basic numerology. And that's just, you know, you download an app, it tells you put in your birthday, and it it tells you interesting things about yourself. And, you know, it's one of those things that can just be really fun. But what's interesting in numerology specifically is I'm what's called a life path eight. And that's just taken from my my birthday, right? Mm -hmm. But it means it's the path of personal power. Destiny is a chief executive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) See, there was a reason I was queen of Barbie land. It was my destiny. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) Right? And path eight has a challenge of super sensitivity. They're hurt by the opinions of others. So again, it goes, there's so much connection here. Yes. Um, But the more that I request feedback and I lean into it, the better it is for me. I face Mm -hmm. that fear. So just again, something interesting and fun. That's more of like a, we're bored. What can we do? <laughs> That's fun. I, you yeah. know, I don't live my life by it, but I find it's really interesting. Yeah. Now let's go, but the last one, let's go all the way back to the other side of like very more technical. This is very business. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not something that you can do for free, which is why I left it at the end, but I, I especially recommend it for business owners. So it's called the PDP, which is the Professional Diametric Program ProScan. So the ProScan is a survey, um, it's an instrument that's designed by Professional Dynametric Programs, or PDP, to measure the major aspects of self-perception, including an individual's basic behavior, reaction to the environment, and predictable behavior. So this is something that a lot of businesses will do if they're trying to decide if it's the right person to hire. And it doesn't necessarily say if you're good or bad, it just shows how you might fit into that specific job role. Mm -hmm. So for example, it'll say... um, yes, this person would be good in this type of role, management role or this type of role and good with financial or good with this. The ProScan will focus on how dominant you are, how extroverted, what your pace or your level of patience is, your ability to conform, your natural sense of logic, your energy style, and what's called your kinetic energy. Mm. Okay, so... You know, you might need somebody who's really dominant, say, in a customer service position where they can ask for money, where they're comfortable, mm. you know, doing what they need to do. But you don't want some so, someone so dominant that they're not willing to um, do what you ask them to do. Sure. Right? Yeah. So they can't be meek, but they need to. So there's a level of dominance. Um, extroverted. You might need them to go out and talk to a group of people. Um, but if they're super extroverted, they might not be able to 
to focus on what they need to do, right? Yeah. Um, patience, certain jobs you need to have patience for. Oh, definitely. Other ones, it's okay. Like if anything, you know, you need to go quick. I have pretty low patience on the chart when I did the scan. Mm. And what I was told was, of course I can be patient if I need to be patient, but I am happiest when I can just go. I can just go. I don't have to wait for somebody. I don't have to like just twiddle my thumbs. And I tend to, when I'm focused and go, I can go quick. Mm-hmm. So you'll see that when I'm when I'm getting tasks done, I'll oh, just yeah. go and I don't want to be held back. So that makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. If I'm constantly in the state of having to be patient with a situation or a person, I can do it, but I am drained. Yeah. So again, it's not that somebody can't do it. It's just where are they expressing their most true nature? Sure. I'm happiest when I can be a little extroverted. I'm I'm actually, here's an interesting thing. I'm not high dominance. Okay. You would think I'm high dominance, but I, I'm not. I can I can delegate. I can tell people what to do. I like to, you know, be extroverted, but I, I'm not high dominance. So in, at work, I kind of have to be a higher dominant because yeah. I'm the clinic director. I'm telling people what to do. My husband is higher dominance than me. And he knows when I get home, I need to not have to be dominant. Mm. Like I, the worst thing he could do is be like, so I know it's 730, but what do you think you want to have for dinner? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to make any decisions. So it, when I can I go home and he can be like, so I know it's already 730. So I already, you know, put some pasta on the stove or I already did this. I'm like, thank you so yeah. much. Because not that I can't, it's just I feel super right. happy if I don't have to, right? So then there's the conformity. If it's important that you, ha- you they follow a system, right? You're going to mm-hmm. want to know that they can conform. Yeah. But yet you want them to maybe be a free thinker at times and come up with new ideas. Maybe you want somebody. And then logic. So some people are more logic where they they need empirical evidence and factual proof. And from, some people are just very instinctive and my innate, my my sense is right. So depending on on what they have there. And then, you know, their energy style, maybe they just want to thrust forward and do things. Maybe they're just steady, eddy, they're very allegiant, it's called. Um, maybe they have a lot of tenaciousness. And then they're very, their natural set point with energy. Hmm. So for example, Kristen, I have your, you're pulled up right now. Okay. You're a zone six, which is a pretty endless resource of energy. Um, you can handle an extensive project because you'd know how to retreat and regain your energy. Mm. So at work, I can pr- pretty much give you anything I need to give you and yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Whereas yes. maybe if you didn't have a higher energy level, I'd have to kind of be touching base mm-hmm. with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. You have a lot of patience, by the way. I, uh, yes, that I do. <laughs> which is wonderful for yes. me because I don't. So you don't Balance. get impatient with me, right? Oh yeah, no. Like, you see me go, ah, and you just like, you just stand there very, very calmly yes. and then tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we think I'm in charge. What people don't know is Kristen's in charge. Um, you're low dominance, mm-hmm. like me, which yep. um, you can see that sometimes I don't know about how to make a decision, but then I force it and I make a decision. Mm-hmm. Have you seen me do that? Yes, I have. Yes. It's very interesting. Yes. Um, and you're slightly introverted, but you're on the cusp. Mm-hmm. You can certainly extrovert, but you're very happy to sit back in your office and get work done. Yes. If that's what you have to do. You don't <laughs> yes. have to be out front. Right. Yeah. So, you know, these are just some of the things that you learn. And, you know, for me, I hired a company that that does this professionally. I paid a set fee for people that I might hire. Mm. They would call me up and say, this is this is what they are. It's helped me in certain situations to know, is this a better salaried employee or hourly employee? Is this somebody that I want to give a set rate to or do they want to be bonused? You know, mm. where what feels good for them? So it's it's been a really um, it's been a, a really great company. So I wanted to encourage that. And 
When you, when you think about all these things I told you, you think about me in business, it's a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. You know, we have very set hours. We have very set procedures, which I love. I have short shifts, meaning I, I work about a three hour shift at a time, sometimes yep. two in a day, but I get to go fast. Yes. Right. Um, I have group reports where I get to perform right? Yes. <laughs> I play my favorite music when I'm adjusting. I'm physically touching people all day long. Oh my goodness. Woo! <laughs> I'm helping people, right? As yes. soon as I put my hand on someone's back, I feel so happy, mm. right? I have competitions with myself and my friends. Um, how many people maybe I, I, I want to help take care of in a day or how much weight I want to lose or yeah. how many salads I'm going to eat. I, I have competitions all the time. Yeah. Um, I have an open room that I adjust in. So I have social and community. Mm-hmm. All of these decisions give me energy. Mm, that's that's how I know I'm on track, right? I finished yeah. the workday. And even though I was did a lot, I'm driving home and I might be physically tired, but I have energy. Yes. Right? That's what we want, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. We want to have that feeling on the inside that we're just confident. We feel like we know who we are. We feel mm-hmm. like it's okay to be who we are. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I want to know the people around me feel the same way too. I think that's one of the greatest pleasures in being a boss is letting people shine for who they are. Mm. And so discovering that in my employees, but also in my my friends and family, yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And then we manage weaknesses, right? I'm not a great multitasker. So I have people around me do that for me, mm-hmm. right? Letting other people who are great at it shine. Yes. Yeah. Because really all of this, all of these tests, everything is about helping us know who we are, what we want, what makes us on fire and makes us happy, right? And just knowing you're on the right track, you know? Um, And here's the last idea. Just be weird. It's okay to (laughs) be a little weird, right? Yeah. People like it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. People like it. Most successful people I know have figured out that they are who they are and they let their weirdness just fly a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? Because once you're clear and we can live congruently in our life, that's where pure joy is, right? Oh, yes. So my wish for you is to be yourself and do your best and let your weirdness fly. Yes. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio in Amherst, New Hampshire. Mention this podcast and schedule a health checkup at SCC with special podcast pricing. To schedule, call or text 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about SCC Chiropractic and Vitality Studio, call 673-5600 or check out sccvitality.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center NH or Instagram at SCC underscore chiropractic. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.